What if that nagging feeling in the back of your neck was real? What if those hands reaching out from the dark that you believed were there, were there? What if the monster in the basement really existed? And what if there was really something under the bed? Would you have the courage to face your fears? Hello, brave souls, and welcome back to the Fear Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Rondo, and in today's episode, we follow a computer technician that has a job that is more than it seems. Keep listening to find out in I Fix Computers No One Else Will, written by Beg for an Egg. I knocked on the door and waited. In any line of work that involves going to people's houses, you quickly realize it takes a while for the person on the other side to stop doing whatever they're doing and come answer. I've been told about this specific house and how no one else on the team wanted to go here and how it was one of the most dangerous by far. No specific reason given. Oh, right. I should probably explain myself. I work for a tech support company. Yes, an actual tech support company. And my job consists of going to people's house plugging what I like to call in the magic stick into the broken computer and let it do its work. See, thing is, unlike other team members, I don't actually have any background in computer security or any sort of technological science. I actually majored in psychology. I wanted to be a therapist. That didn't turn out well. I do, however, have an infinite pool of luck, seemingly, because I managed to ace an interview for a job that pays well, I'm not qualified for, and is incredibly easy. Now, here comes a downside. Due to the fact that my knowledge on how a computer works is so limited, I have to take the, um, how do I say it kindly? Most dangerous ones. Usually it's something like cults, cryptids, cults of cryptids, and anything in between. I am, however, paid extra for taking these jobs and also probably keep my mouth shut. Of course, I'm guessing as it's unlikely that it'll include talk to anyone and see how many limbs you wake up with in the contract but it was pretty heavily implied. The house was two stories tall and a grayish color. It stood in the middle of nowhere, pretty much, and stood out pretty strongly against the dense forest tree surrounding it. The door swung open, and what looked to be a young woman, if I had to guess, I'd say mid-twenties, stood just past the doorframe. Immediately, she grabbed my arm and pulled me into the house and hurriedly slammed the door behind me. Great, it's one of these. Well, the job pays well enough. Immediately, I noticed the blue tattoo on the side of her neck. It seemed to be an eye? Maybe? Anyway, she grabbed my arm and led me to a room at the back of the house on the first floor. Threw me in and then slammed the door behind me. For a moment, I didn't move from next to the door and looked around, worried that there may be something else in here. But after a moment of silence, I relaxed and looked around me. There was an old-style computer in the middle of the room and a wooden desk. The room wasn't even big, but it was big enough for me to be able to walk around the desk. I inspected the wires, presumably connecting to a power source, that just ran along the desk, onto the floor, into the ceiling. Other than that, the room was empty. One window on the wall, with a lot of natural light flooding in and white walls. Pretty average, which put me on edge. Never is a good sign when the danger is not immediately noticeable. I sat on my knees in front of the computer and pressed on the button. Seeing powering on the screen followed by the picture from a cave onto a beach. Oh, the computer ran Windows 10. 
for something that looked so old, it was truly a surprise. But anyway, I had a job to do, and the sooner I got out of here, the better. I searched the computer for a moment to find any available USB slot, and upon finding one, fished the magic stick out of my pocket and plugged it in. A small light lit up orange on the stick to say that it was working, and I got up. Took my bag to the corner and sat down. When you're doing this job, never, and I mean never, sit in front of the screen while it's working. Best case scenario, the light in the stick switches to green to show it's finished and you leave. Worst case scenario, much more common, can be anything ranging from the screen exploding and spraying glass everywhere to something worse like something trying to climb out of the computer. It is not my job to deal with anything that crawls out. That is the problem of either my company or the person who lives here. Depends on who arrives first, really. Anyway, as I'm starting to wonder about what could possibly be so bad about this house, the woman from before comes in, stands in the open doorway, staring at the computer with wide eyes. I shuffle about a bit, start bringing my bag up to my lap, so I can grab my hammer if needed, and if not, then I can grab some lunch. The stick takes anything from an hour to a day, and so I bring along a lunch and some money in case it takes even longer. Usually if it takes longer than three hours, it means it's going to go all day. Slowly, her gaze turns from the computer to me and then back to the computer before she slams the door shut and I listen as her footsteps disappear down the hall and double while coming back down. The door swings open again and my hand tightens on the hammer in my bag but loosens when I realize there's another person with her, another young woman with the same tattoo on her neck. Awesome, it's a cult. The door shuts and once again, their footsteps go up the hallway and come back down doubled. The door swings open and reveals twice the people all young women with the same neck tattoo. This continues happening until the entirety of what I can see of the doorway seems to be filled with wide-eyed young women who seem completely bewildered by my presence in the computers. As much as I want to ask, I learn pretty quickly that usually cults don't have the answers you're looking for either, and that's why I'm here. They were all wearing the same thing, what looked to be a hospital gown of sorts, nothing too spooky really, and they all looked back and forth from me to the computer. None dared enter the room. If anything, it seemed like the one in front was actually preventing the other ones from entering. I didn't mind them all coming to watch me work and just chalked it up to some unexplainable quirk of an otherwise normal cult. Well, as normal as a group of young women in hospital gowns can be. I decided it's probably best if I left for a moment, in case anything that could kill me happened. Plus, I really needed to piss. I grabbed my bag and walked to the doorway, noting how, as far as I could see, the entire hall was filled with these women. I shuffled my way past the first few and excused me my way to the last few, all of them staring at me with bewildered eyes before going back to staring towards the doorway, almost like they're lining up. Once I make it back to the front door, I open it and immediately hear several pairs of footsteps traveling through the house towards me. Quickly, I hop out and go to shut it off, but not before seeing a woman turn the corner in the house, just past the doorway, baring her teeth at me and sprinting. I shut the door and hurriedly go back to my van, looking back and seeing women staring at me from the windows of the house. All the windows. Nothing really noteworthy happens the next 20 minutes. I finally take a piss at a nearby diner and have my lunch before returning to the house, mostly just to retrieve the stick so I can prove I actually did my job, something my manager seems to try his hardest to prove wrong. The thing about the stick is it seems to somehow have proof on it every time I fix something. I don't entirely understand it, honestly, but that's to be expected. When I returned to the house, it was different. The windows were boarded up, but not with wood or anything like that. It was a pale, almost white color, and the material covered the window frame perfectly. 
It seemed to be on the outside of the windows, too. The material seemed to have a few patches of brown on it, too. I walked up the door and knocked. The door slowly swung open. I reasoned with myself for a second before deciding to step in and make my way towards the computer room. Usually cults aren't very nice to intruders, so I grasped my hammer and held it close to my side as I slowly and quietly traversed the house. It seemed insane that I'd even enter, but I had seen worse, and also, I really needed this paycheck. I also examined the walls in my way, noticing how occasionally there'd be teeth or hair coming off the wall as if it was part of it. Pretty typical cult behavior, honestly. Nothing too out of the cult ordinary, but as soon as I turned the corner that took me to the hall that led to the computer room, I noticed something was off. First of all, the computer room at the end was incredibly dark, as the window in there must have been boarded off too, but the same material that boarded up the windows now covered the walls and seemed to be slowly but surely continuing outwards and covering more of the wall and floor. That's when I heard the crunching sound coming from the room. It was rhythmic and sounded like someone eating chicken, bones and all. I walked in the hall and noted the material on the floor was now squishy and soft. All the more reason not to touch it and to get out of here quickly. I stopped at the doorway. The room was full of young girls from earlier, all crammed in this dark room, and occasionally when the rhythmic crunching sound stopped, they all moved a step and it continued. This didn't really ring any alarms. A lot of cults will dance around some objects of worship. What worried me was the sound and how loud it was. It was almost unbearable. I stepped in, being completely ignored by the sea of women, and made my way towards the stick. I had to wait before the sound had stopped for me to push through the last few women on the desk where there was a small clearing around the front of it, and on the screen there was a set of normal human teeth with gums framing the sides. Great. Glad to see the stick probably was finished. Thank God. I looked down and grabbed the stick from the computer back, but when I stood up and slowly put the stick back in my pocket, the crowd shifted once again. The nearest woman in the front of the computer came forwards and reached forward with her head to the screen as if she was going to kiss it. I stopped and stared, and to my surprise, the teeth in the screen opened, and when her head reached them, and shouldn't have stopped by the layer of the glass, her head continued in, and before I could fully connect the dots, the teeth came down into her head and went completely through, her body falling limp on the desk as half her head was consumed, and the loud noise continued. To my horror, I realized that what the noise was, the mouth of the screen devouring these young women. I stood frozen as I also then realized the pale material was their skin and their teeth and hair and as i stood there the woman behind the body lifted the legs up and continued to feed the body to the monitor the crunching sound continued and slowly her body disappearing into the waiting maw i pushed through the crowd elbowing a couple of people on the way out but was met with no resistance i made it out into the hallway and ran through the house feeling a sickness in my stomach growing as i realized there was more teeth and more hair on the walls as i left and when I reached the door and I grasped the door handle, I almost screamed. It squished under my grasp. It was an eyeball. I gritted my teeth and twisted it and the door opened, pieces of skin tearing as the door frame had been covered on the outside with the stuff. I ran to my van and looked back at the house as I opened my door. One window hadn't been covered. It was an upstairs window and in it, I could vaguely make out the face on the ceiling of the room itself. No, in its ceiling, two eyes, a nose and a mouth and the eyes suddenly looked right at me through the distant window and a smile slowly crept onto his face before its mouth opened and a person, probably another woman, jumped up and was caught halfway through by the mouth clamping down, her lower half falling to the floor and blood spattering all over what I could see of the room from the bottom of the lawn. 
I quickly climbed into my car and left and didn't look back. Boss was not going to believe this one. When I got back to headquarters, I went to my boss and explained the situation, what happened, and handed him the USB stick. He simply shrugged, said it was probably a trick of the light, and went to his office. I was left with no explanation from the hell on earth I had just seen and got ready to pack up my stuff. I got back in my van to go home, hoping that it was the last I'd ever see the building, which made it even more of a shock when I woke up one night and looked out my window, only to see the house across from mine a slightly paler shade than it had been before. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the story. Big thank you to the author for creating such an interesting and genuinely creepy experience. If you enjoyed the video, please subscribe or follow for more videos just like this one. If you'd like to support the channel, you can check out my Patreon link in the description below and know that I genuinely appreciate it. Follow me over on Twitter at podcast underscore fear or Facebook at fear the podcast. Thank you again for listening to the story, and until next time, always remember to face your fears.